Hi, I'm Eric Voss, and Marvel Studios Phase 4 now finally has an official lineup, with Kevin Feige making a little cameo at Comic-Con to announce the schedule of MCU films and streaming series on Disney+. And as a breaker-downer of every goddamn word out of this man's mouth, I feel like a short-order chef who just got speed-read an order for a table of 12. So I'm gonna break down everything we learned about Marvel's future at Comic-Con, why Marvel didn't lock in anything with the Guardians of the Galaxy, Spider-Man, and Black Panther just yet, and how all of those titles could fit into the MCU lineup in the years after this announced schedule. And spoiler warning in case any of my predictions I make ruin your life somehow. Okay, Black Widow will be the next big Marvel release with the film dropping on May 1st, 2020. I know, 10 months is a long time between Marvel films. I guess we will just have to fill the time with Avengers Endgame rewatches. I think we'll have time to like watch it twice. An update on Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson is finally playing Natasha Romanov as the title character in her own story, which looks like a kind of prequel flashback to perhaps the mid-2000s pre-Avengers era, since, you know, post-Avengers, she dead. At least part of the story will be set in Budapest, the mysterious mission that she and Hawkeye have alluded to a couple times in Avengers movies. Joining her will be Florence Pugh as Yelena Belova, a sister figure to Natasha, who in the comics is a rival KGB assassin to try to take the title of Black Widow from her. Rachel Weisz is playing a character named Melina, perhaps a nod to Melina Vostokov, aka Iron Maiden, who in the comics is another Russian agent from the Red Room who lived in Black Widow's shadow, resented her over the years before she became a freelance mercenary. Now, another villain has been announced in this film as Taskmaster, which we had rumored, aka Tony Masters. He's known for his ability to mirror and reciprocate every move and attack from his combatants. Stranger Things, David Harbour is playing Alexei, probably an odd to Alexei Shostakov, aka Red Guardian, a Russian super soldier counterpart to Captain America. Harbour appeared on the Hall H stage in a Captain America shirt and teased that he had complicated feelings for Cap that we'll learn more about. And Handmaid's Tale, O.T. Fagbenli, is playing Mason, an ally from Natasha's pre-Shield past who might have romantic feelings for her. They showed some of director Kate Shortland's footage at Comic-Con. I'll actually break down what Hall H attendees saw in another episode. But let's move on to the next movie on the MCU lineup, The Eternals, releasing November 6th, 2020. I'll also get more into The Eternals in a future episode, but essentially they are advanced beings who were created by the Celestials in the process to birth sentient life on Earth, with The Eternals defending Earth in a war with their counterparts, the Deviants. Angelina Jolie will star as Thena, and Richard Madden, aka Rob Stark from Game of Thrones, will play Icarus. Kamel Nanjiani will play Kingo. Lauren Ridloff is going to play Makari. Brian Tyree Henry as Faustus. And Salma Hayek as their leader, Ajak. And Liam McHugh as Sprite, and Don Lee as Gilgamesh. And then Chloe Zhao is directing. But also around this time, streaming service Disney Plus will launch its first MCU series, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This will be in fall 2020. Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan will star, and on the Hall H stage, they joked over who gets to hold Cap's shield, suggesting that might be a running theme of the series. Mackie also said that he would be wearing some version of Cap's suit in the series. And very interestingly, Civil War villain Baron Zemo appeared on screen, saying that he'll see us soon. He was wearing his purple mask from the comics that he never wore in the movie, so it looks like Daniel Brühl will also appear in this series as a villain. Remember, he was left alive at the end of Civil War. Next up, there's the film Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, releasing February 12th. 2021. Simu Lu is playing Shang-Chi, the martial arts expert and assassin from the Marvel comics, and the villain of this story is going to be the Mandarin, now played by Tony Liu. Remember, a version of the Mandarin was played by Ben Kingsley in Iron Man 3, but we learned in that movie that he was a patsy, just an actor posing as this terrorist figure. Marvel has hinted that they had future plans for the real Mandarin, and this looks to be it. And the Ten Rings is the terrorist group that we've seen in the MCU before. The Mandarin was associated with them.
Man. The Mandarin was associated with them, and they were the group who kidnapped Tony Stark in the first Iron Man. Aquafina is also playing a role in Shang-Chi because Hollywood has decided to put her in everything. Now, shortly after Shang-Chi's release, Disney Plus will release WandaVision sometime spring 2021 with Scarlet Witch, Wanda Maximoff, Elizabeth Olsen, and The Vision, Paul Bettany. Now, this will be set after the events of Avengers Endgame, but the stars of the show did not reveal how the hell Vision will come back from being a lifeless, stoneless, gray android husk. But they have hinted that the story will get weird, and Tiona Paris is co-starring as an adult version of Monica Rambeau, the young girl in Captain Marvel. Also around the same time, the Loki series will drop on Disney Plus as well, sometime spring 2021. Tom Hiddleston will play the version of Loki who stole the Tesseract in Avengers Endgame and created his new branch timeline, and the panel pointed out that this character is the one right after getting Hulk smashed in the first Avengers, not the one who evolved in Dark World, Ragnarok, and Infinity War, which essentially means that this Loki's gonna be more of an asshole, which I'm very much looking forward to. Now, the series has been described as Loki affecting events throughout human history, with some concept art depicting him walking around in 1975, and they have Rick and Morty writer Mike Waldron as showrunner. Loki also has a crazy title card that I look forward to breaking down in a future video. Now, next is the movie title that I am most excited for, but before I continue, thank you to Honey for sponsoring this breakdown. Honey's the easiest way to save money when you're shopping online. Like, I don't know about you, but when I used to see the promo code box during checkout, I'd feel some, like, major FOMO. Like, uh, should I write something here? Maybe I could just type, please make it cheaper. Oh God, they're onto me. Run, 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 run. Yeah, I always felt like I was paying more than I should be paying. If there is a discount option here, I wanna know what it is. Thankfully, now I have Honey. It's a free browser extension that scans the internet for coupon codes, and then, like magic, it automatically applies the best one to your cart at checkout. Honey will find you every coupon code, sale, or discount on over 20,000 sites like Amazon, eBay, AllExpress, Best Buy, J.Crew, and more. And a lot of people are saving money with Honey. Honey tested over 1 billion promo codes last year and applied over 185 million working codes to people's orders. And subscribers have already saved over $47,000 using Honey. In other words, cha and also ching. I used Honey when I bought a couple pizzas from Papa John's online. I saved like $8.68, folks. It made all 16 of those slices taste even better. And installation is super easy. Just go to joinhoney.com slash newrockstars, and then two clicks later, there you go, installed. And Honey's for everyone because it works for practically anything you buy online. And again, downloading it is easy. It only takes two clicks to install. Look, there's really no reason not to download Honey. It's free to use and easy to install on your computer in just two clicks. Never overthink about the promo code box again. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash newrockstars. That's joinhoney.com slash newrockstars. And thank you again to Honey for sponsoring this breakdown. Okay, back to the next title on the Marvel Phase 4 lineup, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, releasing May 7th, 2021. Director Scott Derrickson, whose background is as a horror filmmaker, has said that this sequel will be a gothic horror film and will be the MCU's first scary movie. And Kevin Feige has confirmed that despite Quentin Beck's lies about the multiverse in Spider-Man Far From Home, the multiverse is still very much an existing thing in the MCU. Derrickson has said that he wants the villain to be Nightmare, a demonic entity that feeds on people's negative emotions while they sleep. And joining this cast will be Scarlet Witch, with her character arc in WandaVision directly affecting her role in the Multiverse of Madness, which is a title I cannot say enough. Following this, Disney Plus will release the series What If? 
in summer 2021. What If will be an animated anthology series based on the hypothetical spin-off comic series, with pretty much all the past MCU stars on the table to return and voice their characters. The first episode is rumored to be What If Peggy Carter Got the Super Soldier Serum. This will be hosted by Jeffrey Wright as the Watcher. Now remember, Watchers are the godlike cosmic beings who observe all events in the universe and multiverse. Some Watchers actually made little cameos with Stan Lee in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Next, Disney Plus will release the Hawkeye series in fall 2021, with Jeremy Renner returning as Clint Barton, now mentoring Kate Bishop, the character he passes the Hawkeye torch onto in the Marvel comics. And around this time, the Thor 4 film that we've been talking about will release, officially titled Thor Love and Thunder, on November 5th, 2021. Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson are returning in a new story set after the events of Avengers Endgame. Taika Waititi is returning to direct, and perhaps once again voice and mocap as Korg. He said he is pulling from Jason Aaron's comic series, The Mighty Thor, which introduces a female Thor, Jane Foster, and Thor Love and Thunder is bringing back Natalie Portman as Jane Foster to play this role. I'll dig more into this and how great this could be in another episode. Now, according to Kevin Feige, all of what I've just talked about constitutes the complete Phase 4, but he, but he has said that things might change. And remember when he announced Phase 3 back in 2014, that lineup didn't yet include Spider-Man Homecoming or Spider-Man Far From Home or Ant-Man and the Wasp, and it did feature an Inhumans movie that got canceled. But Feige did confirm that Black Panther 2, Captain Marvel 2, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 are still very much in the pipeline, as are a Fantastic Four reboot and something with The Mutants, meaning X-Men, and most thrillingly, a Blade film with Mahershala Ali in the role. But when will all this come out? Well, looking ahead past this Phase 4 lineup, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a second Black Panther film in February 2022, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 in May 2022, and maybe another Spider-Man in summer 2022, with maybe Captain Marvel dropping November 22 or sometime spring 2023. Remember, Spider-Man is a Sony property, so Marvel Studios has to be careful making any firm plans for his future, and they're most likely waiting until after Far From Home inevitably crosses the billion dollar mark in the box office before thinking about that. And I think Guardians Volume 3 was originally going to be part of this Phase 4 lineup, but that whole drama with James Gunn last summer delayed things, with Gunn taking on Suicide Squad 2 for DC in that period that he was still fired from Disney. And that Suicide Squad sequel is going to come out in 2021, so now Guardians Volume 3 will most likely come out the following year, 2022, or later. Now, between Fantastic Four and X-Men, I think rebooting the Fantastic Four would definitely come first, since fans have had more time to forget about past film adaptations, and I would argue there is a greater need for them in the MCU at this moment. So maybe we'll see a Fantastic Four movie as soon as summer 2023. And again, this is stuff I'm not getting anywhere. It's just my predictions based off of what properties they have, when they'll have them, and when makes the most sense to release them. And Feige has clarified that this Blade movie with Mahershala Ali will probably be Phase 5. So I'm thinking 2023 or beyond for that. But which of these upcoming Marvel releases are you most excited for? Comment down below with your thoughts and follow me on Instagram and Twitter at EABoss and subscribe to New Rockstars for breakdowns of Marvel and Comic-Con news. Thank you for joining me and oof, now that I won't have a Marvel film for another 10 months, let's see how ripped I can get in that time. No, screw it. I just love ice cream too much.